Today's show is sponsored by Carson DeLosa. At the end of the show, we're going to tell you how Carson DeLosa can help you get organized for the new school year. But for now, let's get on with the show. BAM Radio Network. I started thinking, how do I allow students to take responsibility for themselves? Do I give students enough opportunities to make decisions about their learning? I thought we should place encouraging testing strategies around the room that are age appropriate for sixth graders. Okay, a sixth grader wrote that. Welcome to Every Classroom Matters. This is Vicki Davis, the Cool Cat Teacher, and you're listening to the show for busy teachers everywhere about the best practices that matter. Let's get started. Katherine Stanley redesigned her classroom only she didn't redesign her classroom her students did so Catherine what on earth got you wanting to have your students redesign a classroom throughout the year I've had my students have a say in their seating arrangement in terms of peers they feel like they would be successful around or um, in terms of space do they want to be around a lot of people would they like more of their own personal space to work But I felt like I really needed to take it a step further when my colleagues and I were becoming a little disillusioned about the lack of investment that some of our students seem to have in their education. And, you know, when you have the same conversation year after year at some point, it's not necessarily the students. So I started thinking about how structurally in education I could change things in my classroom in order to foster student investment in their own education. And I thought if a student is coming to school every day and it's always told where to go, what to do, and how to do it, then why would they necessarily be invested in a concept such as education if they felt like they had little choice into how they interacted with it? So I started reflecting on what I was doing in the classroom, and I began asking myself a few questions. Um, You know, because I realized that students are often playing the waiting game in their classrooms. They're waiting to see what the teacher says, what they need to do. And um, and, and in that sense, it's going to be hard for them to develop the essential skill of making good decisions for themselves. So I started thinking, how do I allow students to take responsibility for themselves? Do I give students enough opportunities to make decisions about their learning? And have I shown that I trust my students in shaping their own learning environment? So In response, I started to set up a self-paced study unit in social studies, and I began to organize multiple stations that incorporated various learning styles, so students had the choice in determining how they interacted with and how they mastered each learning goal. And at that time, I saw a blog that you posted, Vicki, where you had pulled together a whole lot of helpful resources about how teachers had been very innovative in redesigning their learning environments to fit the Mm -hmm. needs of their students. So I thought, okay, well, there's, it was sort of an aha moment. And I thought, since my students are choosing their learning style, they should also have choice on their learning environment and Mm -hmm. how they can tailor it to set up to be exactly the classroom they want to walk into each day. And I want to set it up to where they know it's for them. This classroom is their classroom It is for them. It is not mine as the teachers. So I used many of those resources that you shared, and I set up a blog post where I challenged my students to redesign our classroom. And it focused on three specific areas, seating arrangement, bulletin boards, and learning Mm -hmm. stations. So I don't Um, want to interrupt you, but I do want to clarify. What is the age of your students here? 
They are in sixth grade. You, you have a s'more that we'll share in the, the show notes. But the, then after the students studied all the resources, so you basically educated your students on all of the classroom design principles. And then I want to quote one of your students. Okay, this is a sixth grader here. I thought we should place encouraging testing strategies around the room that are age appropriate for sixth graders. Okay, a sixth grader wrote that. And then another one wrote, different mindsets could be placed at different learning stations. We could talk to each other and learn from one another instead of just Mrs. Stanley. It might make things easier on her. What did you teach them that sixth graders are wrong with this? <laughs> well, I feel, I mean, it's them. I am so impressed by them. And I do feel like when you open the floor to your students, they're always going to wow you. We've been working really hard at establishing a collaborative classroom community throughout the year. So I feel like their mindset is that of community and what's what's best for everybody. And I was I was so impressed to see that mentality demonstrated when they were presenting their ideas because it was all designed on how everybody can learn, how everybody can give what they need. And I feel like students respond to material conditions, the environment that you set up for them. And I, and I think it's just them, you know, really opening themselves up to their own potential. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was very impressed. And I felt like this was a really safe way to scaffold good decision-making for themselves. Well, and there's, go ahead. Okay. You know, just, just thinking long-term, you know, it's, it's time now in the safe setting of school to get good practice on reflecting who you, upon who you are, what works for you and how to make good decisions for you. Okay. So one thing you said uh, really triggered something. So uh, Angela Myers and I are doing a series of shows about mattering. And the first aspect of helping kids know they matter is I see you. And you wrote this on your blog. I was pleasantly surprised by how much the language of my students revealed their desire to be seen. This speaks to their desire for structure as they want a constant monitoring, but also speaks to their desire to succeed. So what do you mean by you really saw they had a desire to be seen? Because this is intriguing. So their language in terms of being seen referred to their laptops. We are in a one-to-one laptop district and they kept saying so you can see everybody's monitor so you can see the work we're doing so you can make sure we're on task so it it does speak to their need to be structured but I feel like underlying that language they really need to be seen as in paid attention to they need to be seen and heard and listened to and respected so their language demonstrates very surface level concepts, but I do think they're really speaking to something in terms of, like you said, every child mattering in the classroom, every child getting what they need in in a more holistic setting. In terms of how they monitor themselves and how they need to interact with peers and educators in the classroom. Now, you really believe that the classroom is improved, don't you? Because you, you went on and on about how much better it is in your classroom. What are some of the benefits that you've seen? Well, I've seen students be able to focus more a bit in the sense that they know they can choose what they want to do. And I feel like they want to live up to that expectation that they are highly capable of making good decisions about their own learning. I also am allowing students to choose where they sit right now as long as they can get 
their learning accomplished and they don't interfere with learning of others. And I think they like having that choice so much that they don't want to do anything to impede that, you know, change that in any way. So if you could just pick one or two specific design principles that they applied, uh, because they studied seating charts and I mean, they just went went all of them. But, but one or two design principles you think are important to consider when other teachers unleash their students? What would those design principles be? The top one that they kept mentioning was space. They wanted to be close to peers, but they wanted their space as well, which connects highly with their adolescent development. And they came up with a design that I have never used before, I have never seen before. And it gives people more space. It allows students to even see each other's faces more easily. But it also allows all of us to walk around the room without tripping over backpacks and bumping into chairs and squeezing in between desks. So it's it's a lot easier to, to do, to function. Uh, the second was the bulletin board idea they designed. They wanted to write encouraging notes to themselves. So mm. I gave them index cards and I said, you know, write something that is going to motivate you when you need motivation. This is a note to yourself. Mm. You can write it in Sharpies, markers, glitter, lipstick, nail polish, pencil. I don't care. You know, whatever works for you. It could be a note, a, a picture, a hashtag, a quote. So they created that. And today we had a benchmark. And I kept seeing students turn their heads fairly sharply to the left. And I kept looking over there and I didn't know what they were looking at. And then I realized they were looking at the bulletin board. They were looking at their own words to themselves and mm. maybe even the words of some peers. So I was very impressed that they actually put that into practice and that they created a bulletin board that they do interact with. So that wow. was very nice to see. So you've given us so many thoughts, Catherine. And today we've been talking about organizing your classroom in ways that work for students and maximize learning. We've learned how little changes can make a big difference in your classroom. As you begin planning your classroom for the new school year, you'll want to check out some of the tools and resources available at Carson DeLosa. They have some really great tips on decluttering your classroom and a special guide for first-year teachers. To access their classroom organization resources, simply click the Get Organized button on your screen to go there now. If you're listening by podcast, go to www.carsondeloza.com forward slash classroom org. Let me spell that out for you. It's www.carsondeloza.com forward slash classroom org. Take a look at your classroom in Design for Learning. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Every Classroom Matters. If you think today's guest is helpful or inspiring, will you share this show with someone else? I'm Vicki Davis, the Cool Cat Teacher, and I'm here to help. So give me a shout-out on Twitter. And thank you for making the best practices here on Every Classroom Matters part of your busy day. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.